This is the Brainstorm Sports Podcast. Thanks for joining, as always. We're live this week from Dan Music Center in a special Thanksgiving edition. We take best bets, uh, talk about NFL takeaways, and play a game at the end. A seven-inter talk over the dry intro. The usual stuff. Thanks for listening. It's Brostorm Sports with your hosts, Sasha and Scott Bushka. He's a sports talk show host named Sasha, named after Sasha Radunovich. And Scott's a wisdom-seeking, educated, networking guy who works in the sports industry. Featuring intern P, the basement beer pong world champion. So put on your bro coat. It's time for a bro storm. Welcome to Bro Storm Sports. We almost just got lit on fire to start the episode. We're joining you live from Damn Music Center. First live recording of Bro Storm Sports in history. And a little technical difficulties to start out, but we got the pyrotechnics show going and uh it's thanksgiving weekend so as always i'm your host sasha bushka my brother scott bushka's in town for the live episode we got intern p here we got seth and chuck bushka in the peanut gallery checking us out as well seth might join for a little game later in the show should be a good time how are we doing today fellas dude this is this is amazing i mean i've got a few titanium chips in my eyes from the fire but i'm a little nervous we got like an audience here uh, my best buddy in that one of my best buddies in the whole world, Dave Dam, set us up at his brother's music center. Feels like we're on stage celebrities. So I'm pumped to be back for Thanksgiving. I know we're going to have a little fun with Thanksgiving. We might make intern Pete take some shots. We've had some feedback that people want us to do that. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to get rolling. How about you, Pete? I'm pretty ready to perform here under the bright lights, like they said. Perform best under pressure. Uh, like I told Sasha earlier, pressure's not real, so it's okay ready to get going for those who are avid listeners of the pod and have heard the rumblements references for intern p and those who are watching on video we got a little rumblements here with us tonight so should be an exciting stuff and brainstorm with boulevard so we're we're full we, and hi-fi production so we got all our sponsors kind of uh you know front and center tonight yeah it's good stuff um as always we're recording on monday night it is november 21st and we just got done seeing the 49ers lambast the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I'd like to say we watched it in great detail, but we were here trying to get this place set up for about the last two hours. Uh, but nonetheless, the Niners won 38 to 10, I believe. So no big surprise there, except uh, Scott went off. We'll get to this later, but Scott went off brand betting on the Cardinals tonight. So he was only the second worst loser on the week, if you remember my Minnesota Vikings pick. Uh, but we want to take a, a little bit of a second to look at the NFL through the lens of the playoff picture now that every team's played either 10 or 11 games. Uh, so, Scott, what are your thoughts? Uh, AFC playoff picture is pretty crowded right now. Yeah, I'm going to start in the AFC. Um, I don't think it was supposed to be the game of the week. I think the game of the week was supposed to be the Vikings-Cowboys, um, but we know how that turned out. Game of the week, I think, was the Chiefs-Chargers, where the Chiefs pretty much closed out Um the AFC West, wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, I would say a three-game lead with uh, seven games to play is a pretty good cushion, especially for a team like the Chiefs, who, was, who are not likely to go on a long losing streak. I mean, I don't – people are going to call me a homer, but like having Mahomes as the quarterback, it's just – he's this generation. Like, I saw a bunch of tweets talking about him and Kelsey being MJ and Pippen. Like, you give the guy the ball with 145 left, and, like, I think everyone, including Herbert, if you saw him on the sideline, like, everyone knew – he was going to score. Um, so Chiefs win. They're 8-2. They're up three games, plus 2-0 and against the Chargers. 
I feel like the AFC West is closed out. Um, if I go over to the AFC South, that's pretty much closed out as well, right? The Titans took care uh, of business this weekend, and the Colts lost to the Eagles, albeit um, the fighting Jeff Saturday, sir. Like, they are actually fighting these days. Um, so the Titans, I think, are going to win the South. The East is super interesting. You got the Dolphins who are on a bye this week at seven and three, the Bills at seven and three, and then the Patriots and Jets at uh, six and four. That's really anyone's ball games. And to be honest with you, with the Chargers sitting at five and five, could have all three wildcard teams come out of the East. Um, the Bengals might have something to say with that. Yeah, uh, I got to ask you, Scott, uh, but I just could gloss over it. You said Avid Mahomes is like MJ and Pippen. Is Mahomes both MJ and Pippen? Or did you mean like Travis Kelsey is? I said I said having Mahomes and Kelsey is like MJ, but we'll we'll, we'll check one, the tape. We'll go back and check it. It's fine. We'll check the tape. Yeah, but I, I have to agree with you on, on the wild card picture. I, the wild card situation is tough in the AFC because like the Chargers, everybody assumed is going to make the playoffs, but right now they would not be in uh, in the current playoff picture, and it would be. Uh, as it stands, the Bengals would get that seven seed at six and four over the Jets because they have a head-to-head win over the Jets. Uh, but then you've got the Patriots sitting there. The Bills would be the five seed right now. So, like, where as you look at the NFC, and if you're sitting at four and six right now, five and five, you might still have a chance. The AFC picture, you're probably going to have to get to ten wins, maybe eleven wins to make the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I feel like this comes down to, I mean, unless they both get it, but I feel like this comes down to uh, the Chargers and the Bengals duking it out for that seventh playoff spot. And to be honest with you, if you're the two seed, you don't want to see either of those teams in the first week of the playoffs. But I feel like that's what it comes down to in the AFC, right? Yeah, maybe. I I was not, like, awe-inspired by the Patriots versus the Jets this weekend. Uh, Dude, so Mac, to Mac assume Jones, that Mac Jones is brutal. Mac Jones is horrible. The Jets had more punts, 10, than Zach Wilson had completions, 9. And I heard earlier today that in the second half, the Jets averaged three inches per play, which if you do the math on that, that's one yard every 12 plays. Three inches per play? Three inches per play, um, which, you know, three times four is one foot, times three is a yard, so that's one yard every 12 plays. Wow. Math on Bruce. Now, now, now who's the math major? Yeah, exactly. I wait. You're not the only one who wants the third wall. We've involved. got a we've got a member in the crowd raising his hand as a former former high school math teacher. Pay no attention to the crowd, Scott. This is show business. Uh, but I mean, so I'm not exactly inspired to say that either the Patriots or the Jets are definitely going to make it. If you assume the Dolphins or the Bills win the AFC East, and one of those two teams uh, is a wild card, I think there's room for the Bengals and the Chargers both to make it in, assuming that they start playing better and get hot. Like the Chargers eventually have to win some games. I mean, the Chargers, the Chargers are good. They're, they're really banged up. They always play the Chiefs well, but I like, I, it will be a shame if the Chargers don't make the playoffs. If I'm the Chiefs, I do not want to play. Let me, let me ask, um, and I want to get intern P, huge John Shannon fan in here. Let me ask you guys one interesting question in the AFC coming out of this weekend. Did the Bills do enough this weekend against the Browns to, assuage your concerns about Josh Allen in late game situations. I have really no no complaints with this game this week. Um, they did backdoor cover, and for some reason, they just want to keep these teams there. I don't get it. But I think once once it's a close game, they're ready to go. It's not going to matter. 
Uh, I think they're pulling down their competition just a little bit. Wait, I just have to. They are two and nine in one score games yeah. over the last couple of years, right? Well, if they're just so you feel, you feel like they're ready to go in a close game situation. Technically, I do. Technically, didn't the Browns just turn that into a one score game late? So it gives the Bills another one score win. So three, so three and nine. That does just not, say that does not count. Yeah, and what's interesting, uh, I watched a lot of that Bills Browns game. The the Bills looked really sluggish early, and it looked like the Browns were going to actually give them a game. And, and the Bills had the whole snow thing this week, getting out of Buffalo. I heard they barely got to practice because they were dealing with so much of that all week. So I wasn't like convinced one way or the other too much on the Bills game. They they came out and did what they needed to do, which is beat the Browns relatively easily. Yeah, but like we said before the week. You weren't going to learn anything new about the Bills by them beating the Browns by multiple scores. You, right. you need to see them in close games to learn something. So, do I think the Bills are going to make the playoffs? Yes. Now, if they come in as a wild card and they have to go on the road for three games to make the Super Bowl, that's going to be a lot tougher path. So, that game against the Dolphins later in the year is going to be it's going to be a very important game uh, for both sides because neither of them wants to come in as a wild card. The Dolphins have a really good home field advantage in the cold weather months because it's the only place that's not cold in those months and teams have trouble with cramps and things like that. So right. it'd be wise to get home games as well. Any other thoughts on the AFC in turn B? The Chiefs are really good. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Uh, it's fair. I, I, like how, I like how intern B is leaning in to look at your notes since he doesn't write any himself. Well, that's fair. What did you expect? I also don't have my laptop, so... I knew right it most. He did. He did come to the pr- production meeting on Friday, so thank you for that. We appreciate your service, Intermediate. Thank you for my flowers. I appreciate it. It's what I need. <laughs> Last thing on the AFC. Assuming uh, Scott and B, I I don't know if I, I like sitting in between it's you guys. Lot. There's it's a lot of animosity going on back and forth. I can't wait yeah. to. I'm gonna. I can't wait I feel to like get a pen bottom and beer pong in a couple days. All yeah. right. Let's, the. Uh, <sighs> The last thing I'll say on the FC, it's basically nine teams for seven spots at this point. We mentioned all the teams, but the Colts, they're four and six and one. I don't see them making a run. Jaguars, Raiders, Browns, Broncos, Steelers, Texans, all out of the picture. Nine teams for seven spots. Looking over at the NFC, your division of leaders are the Eagles at nine and one. Uh, got a good victory, bounce back victory over the Colts this week, although barely got it done. Vikings somehow lost by 37. Somehow the Vikings are eight and two and have a minus two point differential on the season. So wild. that's wild. We did not we did not have to see Kirk Cousins wear a chain on the play mountain this week. Which is fortunate. Which is interesting because the NFL came out this week and was kind of cracking down on the alcohol on team planes rule. You're not supposed to have it. There's no way that chain induced dance was not alcohol induced as well. So wait, why are you why are you not supposed to have alcohol? Apparently, there's a rule in the NFL that you can't serve alcohol at team facilities or on team planes or buses. And the NFL sent out a memo after, like, a Tennessee Titans after that offensive coordinator got, got a DUI yeah. after the plane ride home, and they sent out a memo. We're going to be cracking down on this rule, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not to get too far sidetracked or off track here, but I think that's it's a bit of a farce. Like, these guys are adults. Just make sure they have safe rides home when they get home. Right. It might be their only time to unwind all week is that team flight home and they're getting ready for the next week. I think it's a stupid rule, but it's the no fun league for a reason. Uh, 49ers move into first place in the NFC uh, West officially after their win tonight at six and four. 
and then the Bucks lead the NFC South at five and five. Your wild cards right now would be the Cowboys and Giants at seven and three, and the Seahawks at six and four. Commanders just behind at six and five, and then you've got Falcons and Lions at five and six and four and six respectively. Those are your top ten in the NFC. Yeah. So two things I want to talk about in the NFC. I don't even feel like really the North and the South are worth talking about, but I, I thought that was two really interesting games this weekend. The first is that Cowboys. Well, actually, let me start with the Eagles game. You call it a bounce-back game, 17-16 against the Colts, where they looked <clears throat> terrible. They were outplayed for that whole game, scored 10 points late. I, like, I'm not going to hot take it and say that it's time to start worrying about the Eagles, but that's two straight. We, they played a light schedule. It's two straight weeks of losing the Commanders, and then they probably should have lost to the Colts. Uh, I think it's time to start thinking about whether or not the Eagles are as good as we think they are. On the other side of the NFC East, the Cowboys beat uh, the Vikings 4-3. So they look really good. They're 7-3. to three. They're two games behind. So I don't know. what like What's your guys' take on the Eagles coming out of that game? Uh, my take is I still think the Eagles are good, but they're not hanging shoulders above the rest of the NFC. And anybody who thought that was was probably just buying into the record a little bit too much. They've won some close games. They've had some blowouts as well, but the Cowboys and the Eagles still play again. And the last time they played, Cooper Rush was starting for the Cowboys. Right. If the Cowboys can figure out the DAC formula, which it looks like they did a little bit against the Vikings, uh, then they have a real chance to beat the Eagles the next time they play. And then that just still leaves the NFC East open for the taking if the Cowboys win that game. Uh, and the Cowboys' problem has been they need to play the Cooper Rush style with Dak Prescott, with a more efficient Cooper Rush. Meaning when they get Dak Prescott in there, they tend to want to throw the ball and not use their run game, not rely on their defense, and they end up losing games that way. But this week against the Vikings, they they threw all that out the window and they looked I mean, if you just take a one game sample size of this week, the Cowboys were the most impressive team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I wanna say the Vikings aren't that good. Um, the problem is they just beat the Bills at home. So I don't know. Wonky, wonky week or wonky game, I think, in Minnesota. Um, the other division, which is worth talking about, which we didn't really watch a ton of that game tonight because we were um, spending a lot of time setting up this amazing setup, which is not true because Dave did it all. To be clear, Dave <laughs> set it all up. We just spent time trying to figure out the being, part that we were supposed to have figured out on being, being dumbasses. Um, no, but so the NFC West, you, you've now got the Niners and the Seahawks tied at six and four atop that division. Um, the Seahawks, most people thought were going to be in control of that over the last couple of weeks. And now all of a sudden, the Niners are tied. They got Christian McCaffrey. Jimmy G actually looks like he can throw a ball tonight. Um, so that's the, that, that's the other interesting one. I'm, I was trying to look at the Seahawks schedule and see. Yeah, I've got it here. They've got the Raiders next. So coming off a of bye, that should be a win. Then they've got uh, at the Rams, which looks like a lot easier game. They got the Panthers. So the next three weeks are pretty good for the Seahawks. Uh, the men, they have that showdown with the 49ers after that. They still have to play the Chiefs, the Jets, then Rams again. Can we um, – sorry, I just thought of this on tonight's game. Um, can we talk for a second about that, the sideline guy that was yelling in yeah. Spanish at the start of the game? It's pretty wild. What's your, your, no your, you're in the media. You know what that's all about? I feel like he was just a hype man. And he was speaking Spanish, so I don't really know what he was saying, but he was a hype man. He was getting him ready for the game. It's like uh, it's like Buffer, Bruce Buffer at the start of a UFC fight. 
you know, he gets in the ring, he says, let's get ready to rumble. It was like that, but for a football game in Spanish. I don't, I don't think the guy's name is Bruce, Bruce Buffer, but I don't know. I well, I think it is Bruce Buffer. Yeah, there's two buffers. One does the boxing, and then one was like, hey, I have the exact same voice as my brother. Maybe I could get in on this on I UFC. Michael, Michael Buffer. There's Michael Buffer. Yeah. Oh, my new guy. The new guy is Bruce Buffer, I think. Okay. All right. We're probably going a little too long. You're right. Bruce Buffer. Actually, Google said it's Michael. <laughs> I don't like the way you're talking to me. Sasha I don't like the way you're talking to me, first of all. It, hey, what do you think about the NFC playoff picture? Can anyone join the race? And Bruce Buffer is the other Buffer. Congratulations. Um, I do think that the Commanders look really good this week. And I think that they're going to be a sneaky wildcard team. Uh Especially the Seahawks kind of fade off. I also think the Giants are going to fade off as well. Uh, they had a really cupcake schedule earlier in the year, and I think it's going to going to be rough for them to really keep going. They might end up nine nine wins this year. I think they might win two more games this year, which would be very sad as a Giants fan. But I'm not. But as a Giants fan, I know we have a lot of them here. They yeah, have, tons of Giants yeah. fans listening to Bro Storm. Yes. I agree with that. Big Dave. So, a couple of things. I think the Seahawks will still get in as a walker. I think the Niners do end up winning the division, but the Seahawks' schedule lends itself to make it. I think I could see the Giants falling off. The question will come down to the NFC South. Does Tampa Bay hold on the way they've looked so far this year, or is there any other team in the NFC South that can challenge them? It's basically the same as the AFC South. There's there's really only one team that you care about. I feel like no team in either South is worth talking about. The Bucks were off this week. Interpe, any update on Giselle? Are her and Tom still divorced? Dude, she has a new boyfriend. Oh, yeah, um, we talked about it last week. The jujitsu guy. Yeah, correct. Jiu-jitsu. Have you taken any jujitsu lessons since since last week? She hasn't invited me yet. I'm waiting for my invite. Uh, I, I sent her my address and everything. So. See, she's not just going to invite you. You got to take the jujitsu lessons first. <laughs> well, if she thinks I'm so cute, she might invite me. You see. You That's classic P. Always relies you on sent her your address, which to remind the listeners is the same as Sasha's address. If Giselle looks in terms of lives in his basement. If Giselle wants to come to my house, <laughs> if she wants to come to my house, that I'm okay with that. She can rob everything. I'm cool with that. Yeah. All right. We probably we probably better get out of this. Thing. Fair enough. P just invited Giselle to rob me. Congratulations <laughs> to me. That was a fun NFL playoff picture segment. On the other side of the break. We're going to get into some of our best bets, see how we did last week, see what we have next week. Stay with us. Having an event that needs amazing entertainment? Hi-Fi Productions is the way to go. They bring their mobile dueling pianos and provide a highly interactive and fun show that's perfect for fundraisers, corporate events, or any kind of party. Is somebody getting married soon? Hi-Fi also provides the best wedding DJ service around winning Wedding Wire's Couples Choice Award four years in a row. They know how to pack a dance floor. Based in Wichita, Kansas, visit HiFiProductions.net to book your unforgettable event. Welcome back into this very special Thanksgiving edition of Bro Storm Sports. We're, uh, we're coming to you live from Dan Music Center, as we told you in the first segment, and uh, we're having a good time here. Pearson had a couple of rumble bit shots in the break, so we'll see how that goes, but as always, it's fan favorite. It's our best bet segment. And uh, Scott is going to give us some of the action from last week and see how we all did. Yeah, Sasha, I know you're always giving me shit for being tough on us and our performance in um, uh, 
Brewers Storm best bets. We were we were over five hundred, or we're plus we're six games over five hundred coming into this week. All due to you. Um, this week we went one four and one. So it was it was not a good week for um, the Brewers Storm best bets. Uh, so we're gonna go through it. Uh, and by the way, I will accept that as a poor performance. It was when it's, when it's three and three, you take your wins where you can get them. But one, four, and one, not so great. We gave away almost all of our cushion, which makes the picks coming up this week on Thanksgiving very important picks. I'm not super confident about them. Just listening to you guys in the break, but um, so let's get into it. Sasha, you picked last week the Panthers. You were one and one. You picked the Panthers to cover 13 against the Ravens. Um, you won that. I think they lost by 10 points, 13 to 3. So you're saying I got us our one win. You got us, you got us the one win. So who who's giving up their cushion? You got us the one win. You did have, you should get two losses for picking the Vikings plus one versus the Cowboys. The Vikings lost by 37 points. Um, so Sasha on the week, one and one. Um, I think that makes you 11 and five overall for the year. Um, I was 0 and 2, and it was not pretty. I picked the Cardinals, Cardinals to cover eight in Mexico City against the 49ers. Uh, that game was 38 to 10, so not close. I actually thought that Colt McCoy would be better than Kyler Murray, it turns out. Um, well, I'm not willing to concede that he's not better than Kyler Murray, but he is also equally as bad. He probably watches more film. Um, and then I took the Broncos to cover two and a half against the Raiders. For the record, the Broncos should have won that game by three. They pissed it away went to overtime, and let the Raiders score a touchdown on the first drive. So I was 0-2. I'm 6-9-1 on the year. Um, so just to recap real quick on your picks, if you spend an entire year telling us how bad two teams suck on a podcast, you shouldn't bet on them to win their games. Is that what you're telling us? Pearson, the two games you picked were... <laughs> um, you, took, you took the Bills to cover 9.5 against the Browns. They did not, although that was, I would say, like you had the right theory there because they were up They were up by two touchdowns. The Browns scored a touchdown late. Um, that's a loss. And then you took the Falcons to cover three against the Bears. They won 27-24, so that's a push. Uh, so that takes you to 7-7-2 seven, seven, and two on the year. You were 500. Um, for the week, fellas, one, four, and one, not very so, good. So I'm going to something – I'm going to do something I'd rarely do, as as the listening public knows. But I'm actually going to interject here on behalf of Pete. Okay. At the, time, he, at the time he took that Bills game, it was in Buffalo. And by sportsbook rules, the fact that the venue changed there, that actually would have been a voided ticket. Um, Is that true? It was, yeah, all bets that went on in that game before they moved the venue were just voided and refunded. The new line when it moved to Detroit was eight which ended up as a push, 31-23. Do with that information what you want. You're the spreadsheet keeper, so. I think, I think I'm going to count as a loss right in terms of oh, Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I, right, I can't say I disagree with your judgment. Let's, uh, let's, it's Thanksgiving week. People are going to be drinking beer, eating turkey, watching games on Thanksgiving. Let's get to some picks. I vote P goes first. Okay. I would love to do the honors. Um, I'm a big proponent of Thanksgiving. I think it's a great holiday. You get to 
have an excuse to get drunk with your family, take naps, eat food, watch football. Like that's that's what we've established. You take naps on normal days that aren't Thanksgiving. No, I don't take naps. I get sleep till noon. That's when they get you. So I have to pick a Thanksgiving pick, and I'm going to. So I'm going to take the Lions plus nine against the Buffalo Bills. I'm not. I have a personal vendetta against the Bills now for blowing that cover. So I will be betting against them regularly now. I do love Josh Allen still, but they're not a covering team. They're going to win the close one, but they're not covering. So I'm taking Detroit Lions plus nine on Thanksgiving. The Lions, yeah. the Lions on Thanksgiving is always a good bet. Better when they have Barry Sanders. But. Thank you for that, I, Scott. Thank you for that. We just, we just did not. So my second pick. I love the Bengals. Yeah. Oh, I think you can't see. It. Yeah, so check, a, yeah, check, check the YouTube. So my second pick. <laughs> so my second pick's gonna be the Bengals. You know how much I love the Bengals. Uh, they're playing the Titans, so I don't think that they're gonna. I don't know. Kind of losing the game. Um, have you already been taking shots at Rumble? Let's no, see, we haven't even played the game where I, we were gonna make you take shots at Rumble. Well, I also, yet. I also didn't, I also <laughs> didn't prepare my bets. I just looked at these, so I'm going with the Bengals, and that's my piece. So good luck to me. Bengals minus one and a half at the Titans. In case anyone was wondering, that's the spread on that game. <laughs> uh, Thanks for the detail. Let me let me go next, Sasha. Because go ahead, Scott. Because I'm gonna. Yeah. Um, as the listeners have come to expect. Um, like Dave and some of our college classes together, intern P is always heavy on analysis with his picks. Uh, I'm going to start where he left off, and I'm going to—I know people love when we do this. I'm going to take the opposite side of intern P's bet. You would. Um, it's going to make it hard to make that six-game parlay that you wanted to make. We'll do. We'll do five. Bengals are favored by one and a half in Tennessee at the Titans. The Titans don't get respect for being a good team. They like they. They, they just hate them. They just went into Green Bay and made Aaron Rodgers look silly. They probably should have beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead a couple weeks ago. Um, they're laying points at home, uh, and I'm going I'm, I'm to take the Titans. I think like they're going to run on Derrick Henry. Their defense is really, really good. I think they slow down Joe Burrow on that offense. Jamar Chase still isn't playing, so I'll take the Titans to cover um, one and a half. And by cup, sorry, the, the Titans are underdogs at home. So I'll take the Titans plus one. Titans and one and a half for Scott. Any thoughts, Pete? I'm just a little sad that you went against me. It's okay. I respect it. I probably would do it too if I could, but I can't go against myself. I've tried my best. It just it doesn't work out. You have faded yourself several times on the show. So, um, Okay, my second pick uh, is, so we've got the Raiders plus three and a half at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are coming off a bye. The last time we saw them, they lost to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in Germany. Uh, I think they're going to come out. They're tied with the Niners at the top of the division. I think they're going to come out ready to roll. I still don't think the Raiders are good. Um, la- I, I, this will be the second straight week I bet against them. It did not work this week. Um, but I've got the Seahawks covering three and a half against the Raiders at home in Seattle. Yeah. So on your Titans pick, I'm usually not big on these numbers because I think Vegas tends to adjust. So, you lose value by taking a team that's really good against the spread. But Vegas hates the Titans. And they, they were like 13-point dogs against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So I just looked it up real quick. Titans are 8-2 against the spread this year. Yeah. So and they, a loss and, for you. And, and a loss for me. Yeah, because Vegas knows Titans are 8-2 against the spread. They're going to start adjusting accordingly. 
think it's a loss for Pete. We'll see. If you do a friendly way, right. loser takes a shot on the ship next week. Two shots. All right. Always up in the ante. Intern P, the anti-upper, as they call him. All right. I got a couple picks here. Um, so, at some point, the Los Angeles Chargers have to win some games, right? And the Cardinals are not good. We just saw them lose 38-10 to tonight. Uh, the Chargers kind of have some of their players back. They, they're coming off that loss to the Chiefs. They usually bounce back after they get smoked by the Chiefs. or not even smoked, just lose close. So I'll go uh, Los Angeles Chargers minus three and a half at Arizona uh, for pick number one. Like, I, like, I like that pick a lot. I'm upset I didn't see it. And then my number two pick, you've got New Orleans Saints actually just – won this week, 27 to 20. Uh, and they're getting no respect in Vegas still. Like, Vegas hates them. And it's understandable. Andy Dalton's their quarterback still. But the 49ers can be very up and down. They can play really good one week, really bad the next. Um, you see them you see them kind of teeter-totter a lot. And, and that's been ever since Shanahan's been there. It's, it's not really like a new thing. So I like the Saints to get eight points at the 49ers. I mean, eight points is a lot in the NFL. If I can get like a reasonable team that's not giving up on the season yet, which they're not because they play in the NFC South. So they still have playoff hopes. I'll go to Saints plus eight at the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I like that pick. Less. Like it less? I like it less. I mean, you got Andy Dalton and or James Winston and or Taysom Hill. Both on my fantasy team. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who who won our fantasy matchup tonight? I did. You did. I told you that while we were uh, dealing with the audience uh, earlier. I wasn't. I wasn't listening to you. Yeah, Debo and Christian McCaffrey both scored some points. A few more than what the the audience had. Okay. All right. In in your defense, intern piece still by far last place in the uh, in the family fantasy league. So. I am two and nine in our fantasy league. Um, I believe Sally in it. Sally's not in it, fortunately for you, but your mom is in it, who probably knows less about football than Sally. I think she knows negative about football. Yeah. I do set her lineup most weeks, but Uh-oh. that's Uh-oh. neither here nor there. Is that collusion? Should we talk about that? Not right now. <laughs> you got anything to add on best bets, Scott? No. I think, we, I think we're moving on to Thanksgiving segment, which we're all excited about. All right. Let's get out of this best bet segment. Those are our picks this week. We're sticking to them. On the other side, we're playing a little Thanksgiving game. Stay with us. Welcome back into BroStorm Sports in this special Thanksgiving edition, and we have a special treat for you for Thanksgiving. We've got uh, the third Bushka brother, fellow BroStormer, Seth Bushka, joining us tonight since we're all in in the same town for Thanksgiving. So should be exciting stuff. In honor of the holiday, we're going to play a game tonight. We're going to match athletes with Thanksgiving personas. So everybody knows Seth. Introduce yourself. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. You're going to let Seth introduce himself? You know, guys, I'm really excited to be here. I, I'm not sure I was given a choice about whether I got to be here or not. Um, but I'm really excited as the Cooper Manning of this show. <laughs> Yeah, um, Sasha was supposed to say that. Oh, yeah. Seth, Cooper Manning of the show. 
I guess that makes me Aiden Scott Eli. <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, but uh, apparently I do have a child that's going to be a prodigy coming up soon. So Nice, nice. To so put a little extra emphasis on this game, we're going to be giving seven intern B quiz questions. And if they get them wrong, they'll be taking shots of rumplements. Uh, but the Thanksgiving personas, everybody knows, like, at Thanksgiving, you have the weird family members. You have your drunk, creepy uncle, crazy aunt, brother's new girlfriend, senile grandparent, random guy off the street that your mom invited because she felt bad for a homeless guy. And then there's the always gives the speech guy. So those are the personas we're dealing with. We're going to be giving intern P and Seth an athlete, and then they're going to guess which guy that athlete is. So... I want to start here with uh, Seth. I just wanted to wait till we were on the air to say this, but intern P agreed to take all the shots for both of our guesses, so it's not how the game works. He's got lined up. Shots I don't well. remember saying that, but intern P never shies away from a shot of rumble mints. We've we've known that since the podcast started. So, Seth, out of those personas I just gave, Kyrie Irving, which one is? All right. So I actually was. Doing a little homework, I was trying to be opposite of intern P coming onto the program, and I had Kyrie on my list, my my draft board as crazy ant. I felt like that was a pretty uh, obvious choice, but you know, based on the way you guys were maniacally laughing coming out of that room, I feel like you're maybe going in a different direction. So, but gosh, I think I might put him in senile grandparent. Ooh, both good choices. <laughs> Crazy and senile grandparent. Both incorrect. That's two <laughs> shots, actually. There's uh, your shot of compliments. Oh, you can take it if you want. <laughs> actually, uh, Kyrie is your brother's new girlfriend. She's pretty good looking until she opens her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she seems like she's really good at basketball, but once you put her up against the podium, not good for the team. My brother's girlfriend has never been good at basketball. <laughs> All right. That's a, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. All righty. Next one on the list. Of, and we'll let intern Pete go first on this one. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm going to have to go. Okay. So it's between the senile grandparent. I see which pretty. I mean, he's pretty old. I mean, some would say. Depending on he's an ageist. We all yeah, I am an ageist. I want to go with the senile grandparent for Aaron Rodgers. Ding 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 ding! ding, 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 ding. ding. Oh, that's a nice tip. That's impressive. I mean, if your if your grandma and grandpa take ayahuasca, fits perfectly. <laughs> All right, Seth. That's a good intro. We're gonna give you a softball here. I think it's a softball. Don't overthink it. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I mean, I had Russell Wilson for uh, brother's new girlfriend. You really excited that she's coming to Thanksgiving. But she gets there, and she's kind of a mess. You know, everything <laughs> goes south. The Broncos might that's, feel that way. That's, that's not know, bad it's analysis. It's logic. It's not bad analysis. But that one's taken, so. <laughs> so, uh, Russell Wilson. Um, I feel like the next best option is uh, always give the speech guy. You guys are pretty good at this. You know you're you know you're crazy things. I was gonna feel very bad for Seth if he missed that one because oh, two shots of rumplements for the the plus four year old over here would not have been good. Okay, we don't. Have that, to, was, that one was obvious. We don't have to get age. Let's not give ages. We already Sorry. talked about P being ages. He will be at the kids' table for Thanksgiving with my uh, four year old and two year old twins. <laughs> I, 
I don't know about that one. I might just not show up. But that's okay. Well, is Sasha at the kids' table, or did he get promoted? I've, I've been at the adult table for years. All right, intern B. How many? I don't know. 16. Ever since I turned 18. Uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown, B. See, the problem is, is you guys can make the answers. You made the answer, right? We, we did. That's the yeah, logical answer. There's a logical answer to all of them. It's between the drunk and creepy uncle and the crazy aunt. But I'm kind of cheating because I can see who's next. So I'm going to go with Antonio Brown as the crazy. That's a good call, Intern B, because, uh, yeah, you could see who's next. And the next guy, I feel like that's kind of a layup. But, uh, yeah. Was it right? Yeah. You're Antonio crazy. Brown is the crazy Should aunt. I take one anyway? Take a shot. Anyways. If your crazy aunt sends, like, nude photos to people of her best friend's former wife, which is what it, Antonio Brown did today. <laughs> Why is you didn't see that? No. And pretty sure Antonio Brown sent a Snapchat of like supposedly a naked photo of Giselle out to people. And then it went on Instagram. People were like, Antonio Brown needs help, the whole thing, the usual. That happened just today. I'm pretty Hypothetically, sure. it, it, it was censored. Piece. Is it it's fine. Is it out? It's fine. I believe you had to get it from Giselle's DMs. Whoa. Yeah. Did you did you see the I'm uh, getting drunk just off of like you guys taking these shots of Rumble Mets. That is that is strong stuff. Did you see the tweet from Antonio Brown when he said like he first said we're hiring and then he retweeted his own and basically said like no blow, no job or something like that? Is that a cocaine reference? No, I no it's well you can you can make of it what you will in turn be, but it's it's me lobbying for him maybe being the drunk creepy uncle. But that's not what we have, so. Yeah, that's fair. Next guy on the list, I'll let either of you take this, Deshaun Watson. I mean, I think there's a few other categories of Thanksgiving guests that I might put him in, but I didn't see them here. So uh, I, I'm going to have to go with Creepy Uncle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Deshaun Watson qualifies as a drunk Creepy Uncle if, if – um, having like 24 counts of assault against you. It might go a little bit further than just drunk, creepy uncle, yeah, but... I do, I do not have any uncles that creepy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last one. So we, we only have one left and one option left, so I'll, I'll open it up this way. Taylor Heineke is who we put as the random guy off the street, but who are some other random guys off the street that you guys could think of that could qualify for this category? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you did that for us though because I wasn't able to keep track of all five and the other five and I'm sure intern P was not as well so sorry yeah Taylor I think he's the random guy off the street other nominees for that category that we thought of it actually ties into the Deshaun Watson thing was Jacoby Brissett um, just like random people that you just bring in off the street because you don't have a better option because your creepy uncle's in jail basically Jeff Green I, I, in the NBA what about Jeff Saturday Oh, Jeff. Yeah. oh, Jeff Saturday is the obvious choice for me. The all-time random guy off the street. That was a big mess. Inter B's on top of his game tonight. Okay. Yeah, he's on fire. Take another shot at Rumble Mets, please. Like one more. Yeah, yeah. one yeah, more. Kill me. It's, it's <laughs> been requested by the listeners. Whoa. They're not going to see me drunk. It's fine. <laughs> we'll all know it happened. All right. Thanksgiving edition of Bro Storm Sports. You guys got anything to add for the holiday before we call it a night? 
huge thanks to Dave, Hi-Fi Productions, the Damn Music Center. We couldn't have done this without them. We were a little bit of a debacle getting this set up. Um, and no, I'm just pumped to uh, spend the week with you guys watching football. Thursday should be fun. Interim at the kids' table. Um, yeah. Yeah, and in honor of Thanksgiving coming up, I just want to say something I'm thankful for. Uh, our valued listeners, those of you listening to the broadcast, we really oh, appreciate so, 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 it. So. People don't say it enough in our business. Stole <laughs> that from Colin Coward. <laughs> You're basically the next Colin Coward, Sasha. And I'm thankful for big brothers who have a lot of faith in me. So uh, <laughs> we appreciate you all listening. Subscribe as always. Rate us five stars. Follow us on the socials. TikTok's blowing up. Instagram's blowing up. Check us out on Twitter. Subscribe, rate, the whole nine yards. We'll see you next time.